So the 20 or 30 though is gold. And 70 to 80% of the things that we just cast aside, we've learned something, we've learned what doesn't work. But we have learned what does work and that's the most important thing. So we can iterate on it through this Kaizen creative process to ultimately create the unicorn ad, which we are fortunate enough to do with this customer here. This is the Customer Acquisition Show, the podcast that helps you turn complete strangers into repeat customers and grow your business. Hello and welcome to this training. This training is all about what is customer acquisition amplification. And I appreciate you watching this training here today in case you don't know who I am or why you should listen to anything that I have to say. <laughs> I'm Ralph Burns. I'm the CEO and founder of Tier 11. We're a high volume social media marketing and advertising agency. And uh, why listen, I guess this is a good reason right here is that we spend a fair amount on social media advertising. The majority of that is Facebook and Instagram, about $98 million per year. And we just round that up to 100 million. So we have the opportunity to spend a fair amount of money, but also learn a lot of things. And we've been able to assemble this super system here based upon all that spend and all these learnings. We have quite a few badges here just for the ego boost, but also some credibility to show you that we actually do know what we're doing. And you might've actually heard about me through this podcast here, which is 8 million downloads right now and, uh, and counting. And one of the top 0.5% of podcasts in the world, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about customer acquisition amplification. And we can't really talk about that, not at least starting back in 2018. It all started back in 2018 when we realized that we had a system called the Ecom Ad Amplifier that worked really well in separating out levels of traffic based upon depths of engagement on a customer's website. So it was all based upon levels of traffic and the assets that are utilized, the assets that helped convert somebody who does not know who you are online into somebody who becomes a lifelong customer. We did that through five levels of traffic, level one all the way through level five, with various assets utilized on each one of those levels of traffic. Now, times change and we also realized not only did this work in e-commerce stores, but it also worked in digital companies, digital products companies, as well as service-based companies, as well as our company here is a service-based company, and it became this, what's now known as the ad amplifier system. Same concept here, but just not specific to e-commerce. Still works really well for e-commerce, but we realized if we did the same thing, we could also crush it for digital and service agencies as well. Well, times change and progress is impossible without change, and those who cannot change their minds can't really change anything. Thank you very much, Bernard Shaw. And we realized that we had to change with it as well. So in early 2020, all of this became a part of this, which is customer acquisition amplification. It is a super system of how to manage traffic with after the click, with email, with creative and messaging and how it all sort of fits together using different types of traffic, different types of after the click conversion metrics, as well as most importantly, messaging on top of all of it, which basically runs everything and bleeds through everything inside camp. So let's break down exactly what customer acquisition application is and how you can start utilizing it in your business. So at the very top, we see here levels of traffic. Once again, levels of traffic for 
paid traffic, as well as where they are in your website or on your website, as well as where they engage on email at the very bottom. We have a legend down here in the lower left-hand corner, as well as things to explain exactly what all these assets really mean to you. We're only gonna get into certain aspects of this customer acquisition application system here today, and I will show you a case study in which we deploy only parts of it. Some of it we actually don't even utilize, but this whole system runs everything that we do inside tier 11 in that $100 million of annual ad spend. So level one traffic, that's people who don't know who you are. These are cold traffic audiences, lookalike audiences. They're hopefully excluded audiences that maybe people who have visited your site or purchasers. We find that exclusions do work really well to sort of isolate out cold traffic because cold traffic is really is the key. If you can figure out a way to convert cold traffic into a lifelong customer, you have basically figured it out online. And the reason why level one and level two are much larger as far as length or sort of horizontally, why they're much, they have more width than all the other levels is because that's where you should be spending most of your time. Cracking the code on level one and level two traffic, level one especially, which is ice cold traffic, doesn't know who you are, is so vitally important for the success of your business online. If you can acquire customers from people who don't know who you are, you have, in essence, mastered digital, and you will be able to scale and grow. Only the market itself will limit your ability to scale and grow in digital. So vitally important, level two is obviously very important. These are people who have engaged with your site, for example. They maybe watched a percentage of your video. They've landed on a landing page or a collection page or a blog post, or maybe you know they've gone to a sales page, but they've gone no further. Okay, so these people we talk to and we message slightly differently. There's different ways in which we can engage with them after the click, as we'll get to in the conversion architecture section in just a moment. Level three, these are people who have self-selected a product. So for example, if you're a digital product company, maybe they come to your homepage and they select a specific product potentially to buy. Maybe they come to a collection page if you're an e-commerce store and they select a specific product. It then triggers an event called a view content event, which we then capture, and then we utilize that in our targeting. Now, with iOS 14 and iOS 15, some of the levels of granularity and some of these levels of traffic, especially on your site, might not be as robust as they once were. However, we have solved that inside tier 11 with our own proprietary solution. The point is, is that every level of traffic, you should be giving a different message because they are in a different spot in your customer acquisition path. So level one, level two, we're at level three right now. Level four is when they add to cart. This is when somebody might, might visit your checkout page or your add to cart page, depending on how your website works. And as you can see here, vertically, there's different assets that we use in each level of traffic, which we're gonna get into in the explanation of the customer acquisition amplification system. So add to cart, very important. You want them ultimately to push them over the edge to become a purchaser, which is now a customer, okay? The whole idea is to get them from cold, don't know who you are, to ultimately purchasing and then purchasing over and over again. So over and over again is where we engage the post-purchase sequence. And this might be ads to cross-sell or to cross-promote or to refill lots of those types of ads, as well as re-engagement on the email side, which you see vertically on our super system chart here, way down in the lower right-hand corner. So that's the top of the customer acquisition amplification system.
The second part, and probably the most important part, is the creative lab. Now we're gonna get into this in, in detail in our short case study here, but this is actually really important. There are seven levels inside creating messaging, resonating with your message to market and creating avatars that really stand out in the newsfeed or in the Google ad or in the YouTube ad that says to your avatar, that's me. I identify with that. that message resonates with me. It's not about your demographics, it's about your psychographics, how your customer is feeling, what they really feel for pain or, or what their desires are. And the Creative Lab brings that out in a seven-step process, which we're gonna get to here in our case study. Creative Lab is super important, and I think it's something that's glossed over by a lot of agencies and a lot of marketers because it feeds all the other parts of the entire super system here. So the next part here, as I've just highlighted, is the three types of traffic that we stratify out in a system that we call the traffic harmonizer. So this is sort of a subsystem within a system, but within this system, we have three types of traffic, okay? Interruption-based traffic, which is Facebook, which is Snapchat, which is Instagram, which is TikTok, all of those platforms, which there's no intent, there's no specific intent, they're not looking for your stuff, they're not doing an active search for something that you offer. A hybrid between that is the interrupted intent section here, which is a number of different assets, and as you guessed it, based upon the icons, that is YouTube. So there's some interruption you know, sort of lean back, you're watching a video and there's, you know, a pre-roll ad that might come up or there might be a search intent inside YouTube. YouTube, after all, is sort of a big search engine. So there's sort of a combination. So we call that interrupted intent. And the last section is the intent-based section, which is they're either searching for the name of your business or maybe a specific keyword phrase so we use branded search. We also use non-branded search in that section. So three types of traffic in the traffic harmonizer, and they all correspond to levels of traffic. There's different types of assets that we use at each level. In our case study, we'll get into these specifically, as well as go through exactly how they're deployed inside an actual campaign. So in your interruption-based advertising there's quite a fair bit we actually have a legend at the bottom there which will give you a an image of this whole super system as a part of this training if you so choose so you can actually start deploying some of these assets inside your business level two is all right they've engaged with you they've clicked through to a sales page and you can see there is there's a different type of asset mix here usually we use very different types of assets in level two than we do in level one. Sometimes there is a little bit of crossover, but not much. But these are people that have lightly engaged with your brand from a traffic perspective. Level three, these are even more different. We might have different types of assets based upon specific products that they've selected. Dynamic product ads, for example, are very effective at level three traffic, which we use 
almost exclusively on level three traffic, especially for e-commerce advertisers and e-commerce businesses inside Facebook and Instagram. That's just one of the assets that we deploy inside level three. Level four is adding to cart. So anybody who adds to cart or initiates a checkout, we're gonna show them different types of assets based upon where they are in your customer acquisition path. And second to last but not least, but certainly not the least is level five traffic, which is different types of assets that we use to cross sell, cross promote, as well as use for refills and ways in which to remind people to purchase again, especially if you're a consumer product goods company, this is especially effective there. So those are all the three levels of traffic or three types of traffic that we utilize in the Traffic Harmonizer with the Traffic Harmonizer being sort of the unifying super system inside the customer acquisition amplification system. Just below that, we have conversion architecture. Now conversion architecture is our moniker for after the click. So very important, notice it only starts at level two. We don't have level one conversion architecture because level one is they don't even know who you are. They haven't even visited your website as of yet. So it all starts over on level two. And this might be blog posts, landing pages, sales page, collection pages. Any page could be your home page in many cases. Any traffic source that, that you know, in originally interacts, it has a first interaction, but signifies a level of engagement. They've actually come to your site. They now know who you are. They might not know exactly what you sell, but they're trying to gather information. So these pages here in conversion architecture are vital, and it's the ones that we work on the most inside our customer accounts in order to make sure that we are hitting the conversion metrics for our customers. Level three, is obviously product pages, and we can customize these in lots of different ways. Sales pages as well might be included in level three. And then there's the add to cart page, which is your checkout page, which is multiple ways in which we can add to AOV, which is average order value as well as lifetime value. And last but not least is your purchase pages and your upsell pages. Maybe it might be one-time upsells, or it might be special offer pages. And then level six is once they maybe have need re-engagement, we create pages for those on level six that help our customers with lifetime value so they can pay more to acquire customers and ultimately become even more profitable as a business. On the very bottom part is the email marketing side where we have engagement campaigns once they actually opt in or maybe they haven't purchased quite yet. Once they capture an email address, we can engage them with maybe a lead magnet, an opt-in campaign, or maybe just sort of a nurture campaign. And then the second section here is the, the abandoned cart sequence, post-purchase upsell sequences, cross-sells, as well as just win-back campaigns that we might use inside email marketing. We don't always use all these campaigns together, all these super system components together, but we do use something called prescribe and implement and iterate as our guiding principle to how we deploy customer acquisition application. So as you'll see inside the short case study here, we don't use all components because the first thing that we do is we diagnose what the issue is, where are the holes in your customer acquisition path, where can we prescribe a solution to help you scale and grow your business, and how do we implement that? What is that solution going to be, and what does that look like in a plan, a 30, 60, 90-day plan? And then once we start getting feedback, especially at the 60-day mark, we start to iterate. And we might actually start with Traffic Harmonizer first, 
add in conversion architecture second, maybe start to you know, implement the creative lab throughout. And then maybe very last, we say, hey, you know, you really need a, a, a win back sequence and we might deploy email at the very end. So let's get into the case study here and show you exactly how this whole thing really works in an actual case study from just this past year. So this customer experienced a 6X increase in ad spend with a 25X ROAS increase in less than four months. What they were doing is that there wasn't much variety in their creatives and their audiences. Their messaging really needed improvement. Their tracking was all messed up. Plus they had an ad account that was banned and we had to do something about that, obviously. Then we prescribed the solution, which was increasing ad spend on their level one audiences, which we started to do. And we started to test a wide variety of creatives and fix those tracking issues as well as some of those compliance issues with Facebook. So let's get right into it here. So this is the business, awesome business here. It's a credit repair business, a digital products business, really helps people out by not only fixing their credit, but also teaching people how to fix other people's credit, which is great. So it's a little bit of a work at home, uh, sort of do it yourself type of business. Before they started working with us, they were spending about $23,000 a month and their ROAS was 0.06. You can't really go too far if you spend a dollar and you make six cents back. So it's kind of hard to do much of anything online if you're doing that. So after they worked with us and this continues to scale to this day in 2022, they're now in 141,000. Well, they're actually spending a quarter of a million dollars now, but this case study was just from a few months back, about $141,000 with a 1.48 ROAS, meaning they put in a dollar and they're getting $1.48 back out, which is tremendous. So once again, this is a 6X increase in ad spend with a 25X ROAS, return on ad spend increase. So this is what it looked like, about $23,000 spending inside their Facebook with really not a whole lot going on. You can kind of see here all the way through the early part of last year. And then after, here they are spending $141,000 and getting $208,000 back. And now, like I said, they've doubled that spend and continue to scale up here in early 2022 as of this recording. So the point is, is that we used the customer acquisition application system to amplify their business and did so quite well. And we're even adding more parts to camp for this customer as we speak. So you can see the numbers here just in the reporting. Pretty remarkable about $15,000 all the way to $208,000 in return on ad spend, not too shabby. So obviously with that, you can see sort of how things went in October of 2020, they lost their ad account. So there wasn't any spend going on, but then we took over in March of 2021 and we've continued to scale it. Even in spite of iOS 14 and 15, this customer account is like, it doesn't really matter. They have continued to scale and continue to prosper just to this day. So how do we do it? Well. Like I said before, in my explanation of customer acquisition amplification, we did this. We diagnosed what the issues were, we prescribed a solution, we implemented that solution, and then we iterated on that solution. So with these guys, let's go back to our chart. What we first did is we really focused on the top level of camp here. We didn't really even do much more than that just to get to these results. Now, we have since started to do conversion architecture and a fair amount of Google spend. Point is, it's like you don't have to use all of this to succeed in online business. But the point is that if you deploy even parts of it, you are going to get pretty remarkable results. 
So the first step was we had to get that damn ad account back. So that's the first thing that we did. So we got on the bat phone with Facebook and we got it back. It took about two or three weeks, which is great. Couldn't really do much of anything else. This really isn't part of customer acquisition application, but I'm saying if you can't run traffic on paid social, none of this is really gonna work. So we had to do that first. So the next step is that we started to execute the traffic harmonizer. Now the problem was is that their campaigns were an absolute mess. There was no rhyme or reason to it. It was not split up by levels of traffic. There wasn't much variety in the creatives and the audiences. Their messages needed improvement. Their tracking was messed up. So we increased their ad spend on level one ads. And we'll show exactly which ones really worked extremely well. It's only one asset inside customer acquisition application that we deployed that got such a great solution for them. I think that's sort of the key here is that you don't have to have it all but you do have to have a system and a way and a methodology of looking at traffic, looking at online business, and then be able to deploy certain parts of this system where it's appropriate. So you have to be able to diagnose, prescribe, implement, and iterate, and that's the key to the whole success of the entire process. So first off, cold traffic, we did that. We then tightened up their level two traffic, level three traffic as well, level four, and then ultimately level five and we started to do some post-purchase sequences on top of that, and that worked extremely well. So this is the first sort of, you can kind of see like what it looked like. It was sort of a big mess. There was no naming convention. You know, all their audiences were kind of mashed together, mixed up together. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. So we created Order Out of Chaos, and this was June to September of 2020, Way before they started working with us, we started working with them in early 2021. Their highest spending audiences were warm traffic audiences, and they didn't focus on cold audiences at all, which is if you're only just recycling all your retargeting audiences, you're just never really going to scale up your business and, and gain new customers, which is the whole idea behind camp. So after we created a lot of order. And you can see here, total ad spend is about $380,000, but about 355,000 was on cold traffic on level one audiences. And that's the key here. I said 60 to 70% of your traffic should be on level one. It should be probably more. And we focus the lion's share, the 80-20 of our work is on cold traffic and figuring out how to convert in order to scale and grow businesses online. So you can see here, we started to really ramp things up in, in March and started to gain some traction here. We spent just a 6% of our traffic on warm audiences, on retargeting. So a very small percentage, like I said before, the real focus is on the cold traffic audiences. So right back to the graphic here, we really were focusing on just this area, just this segmentation of traffic first and foremost and still continue to do so to this day. So we started using, like I said, level one traffic, level two traffic. We split things up specifically based upon messaging, based upon assets that we utilized. Each individual traffic has its own message and way in which they engage with audiences in order to ultimately convert. And level one through level five had their own messaging it's not the same throughout, and that's the key. Each level has its own way in which it speaks to that engagement level in order to ultimately convert them and become purchasers and ultimately lifelong customers. Step three is we deployed the Creative Lab. Now, in most cases, this is step one. 
In this case, the ad account was in such disarray. We did all the traffic harmonization first, and then we went back and deployed the creative lab strategy. So let me show you exactly how we do this. This is a really important part of this whole process, if not the most important part. So as you can see on the graphic, going back to sort of our roadmap, everything in the creative lab sort of bleeds into everything else. So now that we're doing conversion architecture for this customer, we're still utilizing the learnings that we discovered inside the creative lab. And that's the key to this whole thing really working for you, somebody who wants to scale and grow their online business. So first thing is deep dive research. So what exactly is deep dive research? A lot of people say, well, you know, deep dive research is, I know the avatar, I'll just write some copy, you know, I think they're kind of similar to me and maybe do a couple of Google searches. That's what we refer to as spaghetti creative. That is not what we do here at Tier 11. Deep dive research is a process. It's actually at 16 different endpoints or different data points that we utilize that guide our messaging. So it might be product user reviews. We go deep, deep inside this. And I'll show this in just a second. We might do competitor reviews. We'll go into surveys. We'll do, we'll, do, we'll look at former ads, winners and losers. We'll do customer reviews. We'll go into answer the public. We'll even do founder interviews with the founder of the business. We'll do buyer interviews. We'll, we'll watch and listen to customer service calls. We'll read customer surveys. We'll deploy an entire team of people to dissect the products and what really is so unique and, and specific that serves the needs of the market inside the product itself. We'll listen to call center recordings. We'll also go into Amazon and do the Amazon recommended engine search inside Amazon, which we did an entire video probably on this channel all about how we actually deploy that. So we go deep here. We'll also analyze everything on their sales pages. So utilizing all these 16 elements, we'll then get a very good picture of who the avatar is, what the messaging should be, as well as the pains and the desires of those markets. And it helps us formulate messaging. This is just rough messaging at this point from all of this deep dive research. So this deep dive research typically takes us about two weeks. This is not a short process. We have lots of people on staff that do this. You can do it yourself just by at least plucking out maybe two or three or four of these boxes here. I'm not saying you have to do all 16. That's what you know agencies like ours do. But what I would recommend is, all right, do you have surveys from your list? Do you have competitor reviews? Do you have something on Answer the Public? Are there forums around your product or your industry? Are there customer reviews that you can read about you or your competitors? So very deep here. Obviously, maybe you as the founder watching this video, you know, you can have somebody interview you about your customers and your products and your services and the desires and the pain points of the market. So go really, really deep here. The next step is that we then run all of this through what's referred to as a messaging lens. So once you do your research, you then need to filter it through a messaging lens. And this is the jobs to be done, which is what the customer really wants. Okay, great book out there on jobs to be done. Sentiment analysis, like what stage the market is in, how mature is the market? Also, their buying criteria. And this is the process of determining what needs to happen for the prospect to buy. So we run all this through sort of these known messaging lenses 
And we end up coming out with sort of raw assets that we can then use for our ads, for our ad copy, our creative. And that's how it works inside the creative lab. So let's get a little bit into how the sausage is made per se. I've given you a lot here, 16 different data points for you to pull out, but what does it look like when we do it? So this is in essence, a data sheet that goes through all of these things. This is tangential products that we found on Amazon and then forum searches. So there's thousands of lines of code inside this master document. Then we went into all their Facebook ad comments. We also looked at their Trustpilot reviews in this particular case, all the reviews. We also went into buyer interviews and then some also some customer calls that we listened in on, obviously with the okay from the customer itself to get a really good idea of what their buyers, what their customers, what their prospects really are all looking for. And then we distilled it all down into messaging. So we threw it all into the distiller and then out came our messaging. And on the other end, we started to formulate some rough messaging. This is not an ad as of yet. It's still in the formative phase. It's like we're, we're molding the clay here to a certain degree. So through this, we then deploy a number of different assets. We use a strategy document and sort of an account plan. And then ultimately it turns into what's referred to as a creative brief. So this is something that we do in the first two weeks. We bring this back to the customer. We say, all right, here's all the research that we found. Here's the rough messaging that we have. We haven't quite formulated. It's not the finished product as of yet, but it's nearly there. But maybe we have five or six or seven different avatars, five or six or seven different potential messages that we can deploy in the market to cold traffic. Once again, level one or cold traffic is the key to success in digital marketing. And if you can do that, then you will be able to scale and grow as a business. So that's why the Creative Lab is so important. This is the hard work here. So out from all that research comes our messaging, our rough messaging, and it might look like this. So this is sort of a document that we'll produce. This is their avatar, one specific avatar here called Brianna. And like, look at all this stuff. This is not just fluff here. This is really in-depth understanding of how Brianna thinks, how Damon thinks, okay? There's three specific avatars for this customer and all of this data and all of this messaging and the, the summaries as you can see on the screen here ultimately did turn into advertising copy as well as creative and Lakeisha is the third avatar here. So they created three avatars. Our creative team created three specific avatars and then out of that came out this creative brief, like I said, which then encompasses the core sales message and then how we're going to divvy that up in the levels of traffic and level one, level two, level three, level four. How do we continuously persuade those individual avatars based upon their fears, based upon their desires to ultimately purchase the product? So all of this is now distilled through the creative lab and now it's time for us to actually do the creative execution. This is when we put it all together. Our art directors and our copy chiefs then come together with our producers and now produce the actual ad copy, the images, the videos, formulate all of that so that now we'll have something to put into our advertising to entice that cold traffic to engage with the brand and so that we're really resonating we're creating a sympathetic vibration with the audience. This is something where it really strikes them deep. 
and they say, yes, that is me. This advertisement or this message resonates with where I am right now, my psychographics, how I'm feeling. So I will be able to achieve the end result or maybe avoid a specific pain. And that's what great advertising really does. It speaks to the heart of the issue. And in this case, we did it with three specific avatars. So creative execution involves our art directors. There we create image ads, GIF ads, storyboard ads, video ads, and then we put it together in a media package, which we then present back to the media buying team. That's when we get into the testing and then ultimately the reporting aspect of advertising. So the media buyers then throw these into either dynamic creative campaigns, maybe as is campaigns, campaigns that are currently running, or they might be using sort of a Michigan method style sandbox campaign, which is sort of a separate campaign away from their normal sort of as is business as usual kind of campaigns. That reporting is then gathered and then we analyze the message, we analyze which creative is then working and then throw it through our data analysis lens here, which is the fifth step of the creative lab where we take all those creative metrics, we look at everything, we distill it down. Obviously, cost per acquisition, cost per lead are the most important. Return on ad spend is the most important, but sometimes we have to measure secondary metrics like engagement, click-through rate, view time, cost per click, getting signals on which messaging, which avatar, which copy, which creative is resonating the best with those markets. And then it's really, it's a matter of Kaizen Creative, which is our iterative process of taking the best stuff, throwing out the stuff that isn't working to ultimately create what we refer to as advertising unicorns, which is the ads that power online businesses to greatness and ultimately to scale and grow. So Kaizen Creative is a, is a fairly simple process here, but it's iterative. So we're taking all of that creative and copy and messaging that works really well, throwing it back into our creative engine and then coming out with new iterations. We do this all the time. In fact, you know, in every individual ad account, we typically have a 20 or 30% success rate for some of the things that come out of the creative lab. So the 20 or 30 though is gold and 70 to 80% of the things that we just cast aside, we've learned something, we've learned what doesn't work but we have learned what does work and that's the most important thing. So we can iterate on it through this Kaizen creative process to ultimately create the unicorn ad, which we were fortunate enough to do with this customer here. And let's get into what we did do, how we were able to sort of distill this all down. So I've already shown you the three individual avatars and I've showed you sort of, you know, how the whole thing kind of works. Let's look at the actual ads and the videos themselves and explain exactly how this all works. So this is what their ads looked like prior to our arrival, kind of, you know, static image ads with some secondary copy in the images, you know, pretty standard stuff, the type of things that you see all the time in this case on Facebook, they weren't really working all that well. Obviously they had a 0.06 return on ad spend, so it wasn't working well. Spending a dollar getting six cents back, not so great. After we started deploying these ads here, now these are very specific types of ads, which we refer to as the transformational story video ad. And as you can see, each one of these speaks to the avatars, which we've already gone through. We, I already showed you that document. So this is a manifestation of the creative lab that's coming out in a video. So our creative team was able to put all of this together into these incredibly powerful videos that 
have a story to tell. So let's take a look at how we put these videos together here. All right, so this is the transformational video ad formula. They all start with a solid thumbnail and some motion. And then we go into sort of a bio in this case, you know, becoming a millionaire has never been this easy is sort of the headline that we have in there. And it tells the story about this woman who discovered Credit Repair Cloud and how it transformed her specific credit score. And then also she started teaching other people how to do the same. So we have discovery and then we have proof proof of this is what I actually did. I did it for myself and then I started doing it for other people. And then on the fourth frame there, you can actually see her receiving these awards. Once she started teaching other people how to do the same thing, desired end state, her making money, her making a positive impact on the world, and then the pitch at the end. And this is the transformational story video ad. Kind of a basic formula, let's go through it again. So you can see solid thumbnail, and motion, you got a bio, then there's discovery, then there's proof, 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 and then a pitch at the end. And usually in the, in the first frame of videos like this, we wanna have some kind of motion. So in this particular one, we're flying in over Dallas, and then the second one in her bio tells about who she is, she worked at the post office and wasn't really making her way in life. And then there's discovery, posted how she repaired a credit. She saw the response, Google's how to start a credit repair company. She found Credit Repair Cloud. And then proof, 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 I've helped hundreds of people repair their credit and I've made millions of dollars helping people. And you should do it too, especially if you're considering working from home or doing something specific outside of your normal nine to five, maybe as a side hustle. In her case, she ended up doing it full time. So the transformational story video ad absolutely transformed this business. And as you can see here, they were not using these types of ads with the Creative Lab until March of 2021. You can kind of see exactly how their Facebook account ad spend went with a absolutely incredible ROAS up to 1.48. So they were putting in a dollar, getting a dollar 48 out, acquiring customers at a profit. Whereas before utilizing the customer acquisition application system, they were losing money online. So completely transformed this business. And hopefully that answers your question as to what customer acquisition amplification really is. I really appreciate you watching this training here today. We should have links in and around this video where you can get a copy of this training and or a copy of customer acquisition amplification, the super system itself. I'm Ralph Burns from Tier 11. Thanks for watching today and I'll see you on the inside. Thanks for listening to the Customer Acquisition Show. Take the next step toward growing your customer base. Visit tier11.com and request your customized growth plan. And remember to hit the follow button so you can be notified of future episodes.